spiritual direction is really about having for the director to have one ear to God, one ear to the directee. It's a lot of curiosity from the director. It's a lot of asking questions and there may not be a goal that is met or hurdle they've overcome. It's an exploration. This is the Heath in Pursuit podcast with Heath Hollinsby. Each week we'll have a conversation with various folks who are actively engaged in the pursuit of truth. This is a show where anything can be discussed and probably will. A podcast for the seekers, the dreamers, the restless, the hurt and the broken. This is a podcast for you. Welcome to Heath in Pursuit. Thank you, James, and welcome to another edition of Heath in Pursuit. I am Heath Hollinsby, and I will be the curator of this curious adventure over the next, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. Today we're talking, you know, I, I want to clarify that it's been a while since I've done a Heath in Pursuit uh, with COVID and, I, and me losing my job. It's just been kind of out of sorts, but I've got a job now. Hopefully things will get back settled and I can start producing these on the regs again. Uh Today's guest is really, really cool. So I know Karen Bartlett because I know her husband, Rick Bartlett, really well. And he is one of my favorite people on the entire planet. And I met him through uh, Tabor University in Wichita, Kansas, where I got my master's degree in ministry, entrepreneurship, and innovation. And he leads that program. And it is incredible. If anyone's looking for a program that is flexible and creative and forces you to think. And, uh, I mean, this is it. It's all online, which is great. You know, minus uh, an initiation at the beginning. (laughs) Initiation sounds so terrible in the beginning. Uh, It's not really like that sort of initiation. But um, you go spend a week in Wichita and get to know your classmates. And then you do about 10 days in a different country in the middle of the program. But, um, yeah, Rick Bartlett was was the champion of that. He was amazing. And so, again, that's the Ministry Entrepreneurship and Innovation course through Tabor College, Wichita, Kansas, tabor.edu for more information there. But, but our trip was actually into the Chico Rainforest, and we went to Columbia, the, the country, uh, not South Carolina. And Rick took his lovely wife along, Karen, and that's where I met her. And Karen is a spiritual director. And she's got a, a pretty cool story. We're going to get into that and what spiritual direction is, because I didn't really know about that until I started uh, having conversations with her. But she is, like me, a native Californian, but she's currently living in Wichita, Kansas. She's married to Rick, as I talked about, and has two college-aged young adults, Grace and Toby. Uh, she works as a school social worker in four different schools and enjoys her K-12 through students. Uh, her passion is that she's a spiritual director, and it's a true honor and delight for her as she witnesses Jesus bringing healing and wholeness to others as they encounter the living God. Uh, they love being outdoors and working out, uh, reading about as many topics as she can, and extensively traveling around the world brings her life and energy. She lived in England, and I'm an Anglophile, so there's a good connection there. Uh, she's a dual citizen of Canada and America, and going plant-based has been... Um, a new highlight in her life. She's got her master's in social work, a master's certificate in theology, and a certificate in spiritual direction. Uh, but the greatest school of all is a global community and learning where and how God is at work on the earth. And so I think we've got a lot to learn from her. Karen, thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, let's just start with the basics, because I think sometimes it's important to kind of make sure that we're all on the same 
uh, have the same working knowledge of definitions. So how would you, like, what is spiritual direction? What is that exactly? Well, let me ask you something. If When you hear okay. that, what are some popcorn words that, you know, come up in your mind when you hear spiritual direction? I think of like a, like almost like a sage or a shaman kind of leading <laughs> somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a guy in a white suit. <laughs> somebody who is, somebody who provides a, an alternative uh, kind of narrative, like almost like a teacher or a sage that can really help you see things uh, from a perspective that you might not be seeing things through or give you wisdom or guidance or I, I can't, that's kind of, am I right? Well, you are. Yeah. Well, you're on the right path. I mean, um, some, Partly right. sometimes other things come up as weird, mystical, um, mm-hmm. unsure about that. It sounds a little suspicious. And so, yeah, to clarify what spiritual direction is might be helpful to say what it is not. And okay. it is, it is not counseling because counseling has an intentional going back into the past or um, has an intentional goal it's trying to reach in therapy. Um, okay. And it's, and the therapist kind of has an idea where they're going with it. It is mm-hmm. not coaching because it is not okay. a next step. What are your hurdles? Now, by the next time, I want you to have cleared these hurdles and, you know, have arrived at this point. Um, sure. Spiritual direction is really about having for the director to have one ear to God, one ear to the directee. God is the director and you're, the director is kind of like the connecting person in an email who says, hey, let me connect you two. And, and they're the oh, third, third party. And, and it's a lot of curiosity from the director. Hmm. It's a lot of asking questions and the directee is really steering the boat. They are bringing attention to what they want to talk about and the director just goes with it. And there may not be a, there may be no goal that is met or hurdle they've overcome. It's an exploration. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Do you, is, and how long have you been I mean, is practicing the word like? Would you treat it almost like a doctorate, sort of like, like? Would you say you're practicing it, or is it like? How would you describe yeah, that? Yeah, that's a good word for it, practicing. Yeah, so I've um, been doing it formally for five years and informally okay. for about twelve. And by formal, I mean um, have my certificate of spiritual direction five years mm. ago, but I've been actually doing it um, informally for about twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is this something that like, I mean, do you know much about the history of this, like where this comes from? Or to me, this is something that, you know, I, I having been raised my whole life in the church, I th- I honestly think if I'm, I'm not trying to, to like inflate anything, but I think the first time I actually even considered that I like the, the thing I, the first time I ever actually heard about this, I think was with you in mm-hmm. Colombia. Like it was a, why is this not a more common spiritual practice or maybe it's just the the lines that i was in you know the the denominations i was in it wasn't a value for or do you think that's something this is growing like how is this is this a thing that many people are doing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the origins are exactly or unknown and there's a lot of speculation but i mean it's been around for a long time desert fathers and mothers use spiritual direction teresa avila and 
you know, others have used spiritual direction, St. John of the Cross, in their sure. in their work. Um, it has filtered through the Catholic Church. It has a strong sense of spiritual direction, but only recently, mm. I feel, Protestant churches have started to pick up on what this is and actually start embracing it. It is a movement, I would say, that in the last 40 years or so has started to gain traction. And Hmm. yes, it's becoming a real part of church um, discipleship and and growth. Why do you think it's growing so much right now? (laughs) I... (laughs) Um, is it because the elections are in a couple weeks? <laughs> well, I will not rule that out <laughs> for one minute. Oh yeah, my exactly. gosh. Yes, the state of the world, um, a pandemic has definitely brought on a lot sure. of, of angst. And yes, the election. I, I also feel like people are not finding, for myself, one day I woke up and I said, there has to be more to faith than just going to church and going home. There has to be. And that question, I've actually had many directees say, without my prompting, the same wording. So I feel like there's a resurgence of churches meeting needs, and Mm -hmm. there's also a gap that people are finding. I I need a deeper faith. I need a deeper experience of God, um, of Jesus. I think that's Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think one thing that you're even kind of clarifying there that was a question I had was, I mean, is this a is this a uniquely Christian thing or is like mm. like when your ear is tuned to to the divine or to God, is is there spiritual direction across? I would assume many different faiths, but yes. but when you're when you're kind of if someone seeks you out, you're giving them kind of the the narrative of the faith of the of the Christian God, correct? Yeah. So I would, okay. I would be listed as, um, or I list myself as a Christ centered spiritual director, okay. um, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, there's all, yes, there's a myriad okay. and yes, it is across the board. So when people are searching for a spiritual director, then they, they have their own kind of way to search for it through the wording that is attached to the director. Yeah. So when, um, like, so how does, how does one go about finding a director? Like if somebody is listening and they're like, man, I really would like to kind of see what this looks like. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? Well, when you say, what are you looking for? What do you mean exactly by that question? Yeah. I just mean like, if I'm like, have you, so if I'm like looking for a spiritual director and that's something kind of new to me, Mm -hmm. is that something that, uh, it needs to be based off of, like like region, so you're in the room, or is it more based off w- similar shared beliefs, or mm. like like how does mm-hmm. you know out of you know if I was trying to find a lawyer, I'd go for a specific you know right. if, if it was an injury lawyer or something like that. Is is spiritual direction kind of open to any anyone could be a good fit, or is it kind of like almost like mm-hmm. this marriage of like no, I really like what you're mm-hmm. hearing, and I think that's kind of fits well, almost like a therapist kind of mm-hmm. setting. It actually is so. You um, often people will have a, an initial phone call or meeting of some sort to see if they are a fit. Um, sure. So if if they sense something from the director that they don't like, um, maybe they're using certain words or their their whole approach to faith might be 
too narrow or too wide for the person. So yeah, you're actually looking for somebody who you feel gets you um, or is open to what you have to say. Um, So for example, I, I have a lot um, because of my social work background, trauma is part of my, my training and my, my, what I work with. And so, um, somebody has asked, are you familiar with trauma? And is, you know, is that part of what we can work on? So it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. but if I wasn't, I would say, no, you know, please go keep searching. (laughs) Sure. And do you find like people like at what, I mean, if somebody's listening and going like, it might be time for spiritual director, like what, Mm -hmm. what are some things that you're like, Hey, if you're noticing this, it might be time to read, you know, like Mm -hmm. if, if you're like, Hey, I'm constantly in pain, you go see a doctor. When is a good time to, is it always good just to have a spiritual director or is it more like a chiropractor you go see when things get rough (laughs) or is it like, what's that relationship look like? Yeah. Great question. So some people have a director for years and years and they just keep exploring. And some people seek a director when they are in a crisis. And I mean, here's the thing. Um, sometimes you will notice in yourself, all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I feel really distant from God. I don't feel that God is part of my life. I feel dry in a desert. Uh, It may be something as simple as you're singing a song in church and the language just triggers you and sets you off. And it might be a sense of, I need to figure out what this is. Why is this song triggered? Why do these words, why does this phrase just, I just want to bolt out of church. Um, Mm. So for people who, who often seek it out, it is through a crisis time of faith or something has happened, a death in the family or something that really stirs them to go, okay, where is God? Where, sure. <laughs> you know, does God exist? <laughs> and for others, yeah, it's a just, crisis. Yeah. And for others, it's just simply, I need to know there's more to this because right now it's feeling pretty empty. Hmm. Do you feel like, um, yeah, I just, I, I just sitting there going like, I don't know why I haven't, why I haven't had this in my life for so much longer. So I'm kind of curious about your kind of your story into spiritual direction. Was it mm-hmm. um, like what went from you having no knowledge of what one was to wanting to go through the certification process to actually get into this world? Yeah. Another great question. Um, and that's why <laughs> you do these podcasks. Cause you are a good. I like ask a question. <laughs> um, you'd be a good spiritual director. So <laughs> what it is, uh, for me was that I noticed patterns that I kept falling into a behavior and I was kind of tired of these patterns and I was about 35 and uh, Rick was working at a seminary in Fresno where I was getting my master's certificate of theology and yeah. uh, he had a guest speaker come over for dinner and this person was so calm and so centered. And I said, what do you do? He said, I'm a spiritual director. And I said, what is that? And he explained Hmm. what it is. So I immediately sought out a spiritual director in my, in my town, my hometown of Fresno, California. And I saw sister Pauline and she was of the um, 
sister disciples of the divine master. I love that. Whoa, <laughs> that that's awesome. Yeah, a nunnery there. <laughs> and um, she helped me explore just where my, my concept of God was shaped by environment experiences, by the mm. theology I was taught in the church I was brought up in, that as an adult, I was wrestling yeah. with those. And some of my behavior patterns were connected to my understanding of God. And it was mm. revolutionary. It blew my mind when we started talking. And I said, what? My image of God is shaped through how you know, my, my father relationship, my mother relationship. Oh my gosh. You know, (laughs) and things (laughs) just were, you know, just blown apart and it helped me deconstruct and reconstruct, um, for me, a God Mm. that was approachable, that was healthy. Not that my parents weren't, but sure. We all have environmental, which is why therapy, what I love about spiritual direction, what I found for me and why I wanted to go into it to answer the, uh, right. the other part of your question is because of uh, my, my social work. So therapies, I've learned CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavioral therapy and somatic, yeah. you know, paying attention to your body, what's happening in your body. All of those things were converging in a spiritual place where I could then ask spiritual questions and have all the psycho biosocial, it all was coming together. And I thought, my gosh, Hmm. God created us so complex. And this very creative God who created me is the one who I can actually start delving into um, things habits, beliefs, thoughts that, that shaped me that I could reframe and completely and get some freedom from some stuff that was hindering me. It it was awesome. Hmm. It's funny you say that. So my wife and I have seen a marriage counselor for years Mm -hmm. and, um, and it actually, you know, it started in a, in a bad time for us, but Mm -hmm. even through the good times, we've just found, you know, that, that there's always just something beneficial to having having a, another voice be able to speak in yeah. to situations. You know what I mean? Yes. Like even in the good times, he'll just he'll you know how's life, and we just start talking, and he'll notice little things that he picks up mm-hmm. on, or hey, you keep saying this word. What do you mean by that? Yes. Or you know, I'm noticing like you know he she just said this. Do you believe that? Or mm-hmm. there's just those really great, uh, you know. So I'm kind of curious too. Like what? Like when you're preparing to go into like a, a session, mm-hmm. what do you like? What what's the behind the scenes of a spiritual director in a session? Are you are you picking up on words? Are you just really trying to listen? And then are you kind of praying at the same time and asking for wisdom from the divine? Or like what's like when you're actually in in show mode? What is that? What's going on in your head between that me in that mediation kind of standpoint? Yeah. So I visualize myself getting out of the way and before a session i'll pray lord uh, this is you get myself out of the way just tell me what i need to ask or you know be present i'm trying to be present to the presence um sure on behalf of the person and i am listening for words that shimmer we call it shimmering um Hmm. 
as you said with your therapist, words that keep or phrases that keep coming up. And I will say, tell me more about that. And as as they're speaking, um, trying to then or not trying, but listening for what would be an appropriate way for them to 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 have a spiritual encounter at that moment. So it might be, I might invite them into silence. I might invite them into a holy imagination where a Bible story might come to my mind and I will then spin out the narrative for them and say, okay, as an observer, what are you seeing in Jesus? What's happening here? If I sense there's a, they're seeking something about the character of Jesus or um, how is Jesus, if you were that person in the story, how is Jesus meeting you there? Uh, yeah, that's good. And it's always about, it's it's not my wisdom coming through. It's about what makes sense for them to encounter something spiritual that is transformational. One woman, as we were talking, and now I ask this all the time, she said, I cannot talk about God as father that just triggers me too much violence Uh. with my father. I said, well, what if, what if we visualize or you visualize God as mother? What was your relation? Oh, I can do that. I can do that. Oh, interesting. So we went with that. So it's also paying attention to how the person is responding. And if, and if there's a part of the Trinity that they just can't go to at that point, we we don't go there we wait until oh. that person com- is comfortable moving toward that concept yes yeah, so you know it feels like a very um it feels like the processing side of it is really you know it doesn't seem like this is when you t- when you talk about your certification it feels like there's also a calling to this you know it's not just like oh there's something i need to do you know, maybe, maybe there's people listening that go, wow, this sounds like something I should look into. What, what, what makes a good spiritual director? Like if, if you're like, man, throughout my life, I noticed, you know, is it empathy? Is it good listening? Is it a good question? Like, Mm -hmm. what would you say to our traits among people that would make, that would pan out to be really good spiritual directors? Well, curiosity is key. Having Mm. the questions and listening for the right question to ask uh, yeah. secondly, I would say having a passion for people to be whole. And again, I'm talking mm. mind, body, spirit, spiritual whole in the sure. sense of it all works together. We are not compartmentalized people <laughs> and I sure. can't stand it. If someone says I have a pain in my stomach and you, you know, you try to explore that. Oh, but that has nothing to do with this bitterness and anger. And I feel, or anxiety. you know, it's like, no, yeah. we are all connected. Um, yeah. so someone who <laughs> understands or has a, a, a passion for whole people developing. Mm. And I would also say just a, a passion for themselves for learning more and becoming more intimate because yeah. we can only take people as far as we go. And if, if we're not interested in becoming whole, uh, I would be a little yeah, leery about yeah. saying, yeah, let me help you. Absolutely. And I, I was going to say, I almost feel like there's a sense of, even when you're directing, there's probably times for you where you're feeling that you're getting, it, you know, at least the equivalent of what 
the other person across the table is getting, if not more, right? Like you're learning through this as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fascinating. It is. And I will tell you the points, the times that someone will be speaking and I think, ah, that's a word for me. I mean, they're processing their own stuff and I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, that, that impacts me and it just fires me up in a good way. Or, Hmm. you know, it, it moves me toward, I need to really apologize to this person because I think I just did (laughs) what they're talking about somewhere else. So yes, God, it's a two way. I, if, if you're sitting there as a directee um, or a director, sorry, and you think I've got this sewn up, I'm not going to learn a thing. Then again, I would say maybe this isn't for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Do you ever find places where you get stuck and, and, and what do you do to get through that? Like when you're directing, um, Mm -hmm. you ever find a place where they're coming to you for kind of some wisdom or at least to help them process and you're even caught off guard and and how do you bust through that? Yeah. Um, that has happened. And I simply (laughs) say, I actually need a minute. I, I need to center. I need to, I need to pray. I need to, Hmm hear or feel what's happening here can you just give me a minute and then i will step back and and call out god help (laughs) you gotta show up here so that's the beauty of it all too is that god is always present and sometimes the talking just talking talking and no silence creates that sense of stuckness because our yeah. culture is so busy and hurried that we don't stop. And sometimes if a directee is talking, I, I get lost in the words and I've, I've gotten stuck. And I, yeah, and sure. I need to have that silence. And also direction for myself. Where do we go from yeah. here? Yeah, that's really like, um, have you, have you, uh, do you find that it's easier with people that you don't know much of the history with? Or is it? Like would would uh, spiritual directing Rick be a different experience than than a total stranger who's come to you? Like, <laughs> well, is there familiarity he, there? He has said, "Well, you're so good with other people. What about me?" And it's just that familiarity. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm so sorry. I'm not really paying attention to you right now, <laughs> and you're telling me something pretty significant. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he he's so gracious, but I I have heard many times from spouses who especially a couple I know who are both directors and they say, no, we will not direct each other there. Uh, It doesn't, it, it, you definitely need to know when you're in that space, because if I'm talking to friends, I can ask the questions, but, but I don't feel that role of director. And if a friend Mm. were to come in and I have had friends say, can, can we have a direction session that sets a different tone and I, sure. and I need to know those, I need to know that structure is there. So I have the freedom to operate within that structure. Familiarity doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I've had husband and wife and that's actually been fascinating because it's almost like God gives me amnesia when I'm talking to the one spouse about, I can't remember what your spouse said about that. So I can't bring it up 
I just don't remember. Yeah. And I don't bring it up. It's very confidential. But there is sure. a beauty in sometimes seeing a couple separately. And it's pretty cool at times. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the schooling like for this? Like, are, is it is it is it more teaching you how to listen better, how to ask better questions? Um, is it more learning some of these ancient techniques? Because because I'm curious, you know, I think it's just a semantics on words. When I hear direction, you're I kind of jump into the uh, the fallen line sort of militaristic or like a job, like oh, you got a director and they tell you what to do and you better do it, and if not, you're in trouble, and and as we're talking, I'm going, it's way not that at all, even though my mind naturally goes to the direction as like, I'm going to come to you, Karen, for answers. You're going to tell me exactly what to do. And I'm going to go do that mm-hmm. and give you a homework. You know, you give right. me homework. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels a lot less of that than more of like, have you considered this sort of thing? Or have you considered this? Or have you processed this? Or what do you think about it? It almost feels like you're almost like a soul archaeologist, you know, kind of digging, <laughs> <laughs> digging up some of the old buried stuff <laughs> yeah oh well that's that you can keep that term too soul archaeology thank you i'm <laughs> gonna i'm gonna keep that and put that on my business card once i make one eventually um yeah but is a schooling kind of train is it more techniques or just more how to even for yourself learn how to do this in your own in your own world yeah i mean some people play with the words a soul companion because direction mm. does, I don't, I don't like the word, word uh, spiritual advisor either, because that does imply to me, I'm going to come and give advice. And director does sure. have that sense of, uh, I'm going to come and direct to you. And someone was, a family member was teasing me the other day, said, well, if we pay the platinum fee, then do you tell us what God said? <laughs> Like, yeah, no. Yeah, you, you pay extra for that. <laughs> yeah, that's gold star treatment. But um, the schooling is learning how to pay attention to when people are talking. And again, hmm. my other training would say looking at the body, looking at the, the whole body experience, what's happening for this person. Uh, the yeah. The practices, we did a lot of practicing the practices. How, okay. going through them ourselves, going through spiritual exercises ourselves, going through spiritual disciplines ourselves and learning how to bring to the table some things that have been, yes, ancient. They've been around for yeah. a long time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost wonder too, if there's like a it kind of feels like among my friends that are, you know, I just turned 37. So mm-hmm. I still think for some reason I'm young. I'm not, but you are. there seems to be this, re- <laughs> I'm young. There seems to be a bit of a return to the, some of these ancient practices that is really exciting and encouraging mm-hmm. to see um, that, that people my age are really sensing a, con- wanting to sense a connection to, to those who have gone before us in our own traditions, you know, a thousand, two thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I just think that's a really cool thing. And I'm glad to see that, that this is sort of starting to pop up more. And so I'm kind of curious too, like, what does a regiment look like? Is it, is it, is it beneficial for somebody to find a spiritual director and to really sit with them for a, a, a long season? Or is it like, no, do a month or two, or is it kind of like a chiropractor where they get you on a plan for, 
for two years of like, hey, no, like we can really work through this. I'm just like the mechanics of that. What does that look like? So you use the word regiment, which is interesting. It's back to that military idea. I know. What is so up I with me? I'm not even military. You're really focused on the military. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> so a lot of people come in and we'll meet for hmm, maybe nine months to a year and work okay. through. I've worked with someone for two and a half. And okay. they're just processing a lot of stuff that is has got them stuck. And for sure. some, the it's once a month, once every six weeks, once every three yeah. months. For some, it has been, they've said, I would like to meet once every week or every two weeks. I mean, two weeks is ideal. Once every two weeks, sure. just for this season. So it completely depends on the individual and that's also mm. what i like it's it's direct d driven it's not yeah okay we've got to meet once a month to make this work it's no sure no and sometimes something so powerful will happen that a direct d will say i need to sit with this it's another term direction term i need to okay. sit with this for an extra few weeks so i'm gonna take a little space and then come back to you mm. and great so yeah, there is. No Do you find that there's design? Okay, th there is no perfect design. Okay, and do you find like there's um, is there a healthy dose of skeptics? Yes, like that that. And what would you say to skeptics? Love skeptics. Bring on the skeptics, <laughs> because I think that's where the real work happens. It happens yeah. when people bring and and so often someone will say, "I'm not supposed to say this as a Christian," and I I tell, say in this room in this space there are no right or wrong. There is no you yeah. should. There's no shooting on yourself. There's no I yep. I can't say that. You say whatever you're feeling. So the skeptics, that's where it happens. Is I doubt God. Well, one of the questions that's common is, where have you seen God at work? Or uh, what is the state of your soul? Or where sure. has God been present in the last few weeks or whatever? And those who say, I can't see God anywhere. Perfect. Let's go there. And in hmm. direction, actually, going toward the resistance is really key. And it's not the issue beyond the resistance that's so key it's the resistance sure. itself so what is hmm. the doubt so let's go to the doubt let's go to the skepticism let's talk about it because that's where yeah. the rich mining of depth of feeling and 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 thought is yeah <laughs> well it you know there's a beauty too even you, what you just did was shattered an illusion in my mind was i kind of view uh, just in its ignorance in my part, but you know, you kind of view there's, there's something that the institutional church that I got a beef with and I don't know what it is, but it feels like a sense of you always have to be on. And maybe that was me working in a church, but mm -hmm. you always have to have the answers. You always have to be happy. Mm -hmm. You can't doubt anything. Mm -hmm. You can't have dark nights of the soul. You've got to, you know, things are going to be good. And it feels like this is a, like it spiritual direction provides the place to, to actually get really dark, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To like something that the, that you wouldn't find in a typical Sunday morning sort of setting. So I'm kind of curious, what is the connection or is there a connection between 
the way spiritual directors work with local churches? Or if somebody said, hey, I'm not really a church person, but I would be really interested in spiritual direction, is that possible? Or is there always a push to be part of a local church? What does that relationship look like? No, I don't feel like there is a push to be part of a church. So okay. you asked earlier, too, how do you find a spiritual director? Well, there are lists. Uh, spiritual direct- Directors International has a list. I belong to that. Okay. And also to Grafted Life Ministries is Evangelical mm. Spiritual Directors Alliance. So, oh, wow. the, so there are college spiritual formation programs that have lists of directors. You can find them outside the church in the communities. Some churches Mm. do have hired spiritual directors, but they're very few far in between. And to me, if a person is not connected to a community, but is seeking spiritual direction, they're, they're seeking they're seeking faith. Yeah. They're seeking spirituality. And if they join a community at some point, then beautiful. If, yeah. Yeah. So it's not a hand in glove kind of thing. Yeah. To answer your question. That's re- no, it's helpful to hear. And it feels like it actually might be a really good, um, like first step or gateway drug to <laughs> religion. You know what I mean? To, or to, to really, for lack of better words, yeah. to really find that, like, I'm curious, I mm-hmm. felt this nudge, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not religious. Right. And it feels like you might actually be able to, in those situations, go bring it and let's figure out what's going on and let's see if there's some tie in there and what that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's it's not. Now, are there requirements um, to find a spirit? Like, is it, it's not like, well, you should have gone through this class first before you sign up to a spiritual director. It's kind of come as you are more than mm-hmm. a laundry list of things that you need to, to have done in order to see a spiritual director, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, some spiritual directors will have you fill out a questionnaire and they'll try sure. to get a sense of your present, your past maybe, or what you're comfortable with. I don't do that simply because... I want to meet the person just as they are. (laughs) And and I know that history might come up through the conversation. So I'm not worried about their history in the moment. And my main thing, as we went back to earlier is, are we a good fit together? And so there are not requirements. And if there were, then I don't think it would be spiritual direction. Because that feels too scripted. I mean, spiritual directing, there is no, actually, it is so nebulous in the sense of there is not a set curriculum. You you go through practices and exercises. You bring yourself into spiritual direction. So each director is going to be unique in how they present material or how they present themselves in the session. So even that there's not even a sense of requirement for a director except maybe, you know, a two year training program, but, um, sure. That's, and is it like, um, is it, I kind of would imagine it would almost be based off the spiritual director, almost like a tool belt of different techniques. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you might try this or sometimes this might feel right. Or sometimes, 
you might go here, you might go here. So it's it's not it's not like they're leading you through a, a very specific like okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to have like my experience with you would be very different than somebody else, right? right? You're kind yes. of reading the room as mm-hmm. this takes place. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And that's another part that I love. It's that each session is unique and I have no script. And I will tell yeah. directees I have no idea what I'm going to ask you to do in the next hour. I have no idea because I don't even huh. know what God's telling you. Know, I yeah. just am listening. And so I will always ask permission. Would you like to sure. try? I'm, I'm feeling like maybe we should, and then, or, you know, we could try this. Um, yep. Would you be willing? And I want their permission to do it. I will not ever hmm. force someone to do something and, they're kind of creeped out. So <laughs> sure. Now, do you find that most people are, are, uh, like when, when they sign up for spiritual direction and they have a few sessions in, mm-hmm. what's the most common takeaway? Is it like, wow, God is way more big than I thought, or he's easier to be found or he or she is easier to be found than I thought. Like, what do you, what are some common things you hear feedback wise from people that have have not done it before and actually started diving into it and are finding some really good stuff out of it. Mm -hmm. Most often I hear, wow, I heard from Jesus and it just needed some space and time. And they feel Mm -hmm. their comment is I feel Jesus was ready to speak with me or I, or I was, God was ready for that encounter. I just needed to be present. So often we say, oh, and I think I even said earlier in the podcast, and I thought, what am I saying? Oh, if, you know, God, you need to show up. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I never say that because we are the ones He's already there. showing up into God's presence because God, Ignatian spirituality would say, we find God in all things. And God is present yeah. everywhere. We just need to be present to it. And so that's what people are most surprised and the most common feedback. God was there. Jesus was there immediately. Huh. And you know it's was pre- it's fascinating yeah. too because I thought I'm I'm thinking about like you know like seek and you shall find. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not necessarily like he hides himself to be like hide and seek. Yeah. It's it's oftentimes it's he's there. We just we have to do the seeking work. Mm-hmm. It's not it's nothing's always at nothing's ever at face value. You know like he's there. Where was he? Seek that out. Find him in that situation. And I remember uh, I had some things in my past that I had to deal with. And I I never saw a spiritual director, but I saw uh, a a person trained in, I think, similar stuff. And we did this. this, um, At first, I thought it was voodoo, but it ended up being one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. But it was like a a, a praying through the situation and asking God where these, where the father, son, and spirit were Mm -hmm. like, if the Trinity is always present, Mm -hmm. then in really difficult times in my life to really, you know, I don't, I don't know what that term is, but I, that we walked away going, I started this and I was like, Oh, this is weird. And then about an hour later we were quiet. And then I shared something and the, the guy leading it was like, I actually had that same exact vision and I don't know your situation. And my wife's like, I saw the same thing. And it was this, it was weird, but it, it actually, the way I described it was that there was so much hurt in my life about this particular situation that, um, it felt like it didn't make things completely 
it, it just removed the sting. Mm-hmm. Like it almost solidified the scar mm-hmm. where I could look down and go mm-hmm. like, at the time that really hurt, yeah. but now the scar, like I can touch it and there's no, there's, nice. it, it removed the sting of the situation. And I, I, as you're talking, I'm like, it feels like that sort of stuff is what I would expect from a spiritual director is those situations where you get in and kind of pray through your story. And where was the spirit at in this? Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times because of our neuroplasticity, again, I love that science is, is underscoring what we read in the Bible about renewing our mind. I I mean, science is, is totally (laughs) in theology and philosophy and psychology. It all blends together. And yet God is the orchestrator of all of this. And so sometimes when we visit a memory or a situation that causes that grief, we actually, or I'll speak for myself. I actually forget that, there is a spiritual component to that situation and yeah. where where Jesus is present in that, was with me in that moment, and Jesus understands all of our emotions. And that's part yeah. of spiritual direction is let's go to a story. What was Jesus experiencing? And that also creates a lot of beauty in saying Jesus understands this hurt. He's been through it. So yeah. So encountering that mystical, and there is a mysticism to it. There really is. Um, sure. That mystical sense of presence that heals that moment. So it becomes that scar you can look and, and touch, but it doesn't have the same pain associated. Yeah. Like the sting's gone. Right. It's just like, oh, this is way easier. Like right. this is not, yeah, there's, or, or the, the way I described it to the, the person leading me through it was like, it's almost like it put like a glass snow globe ball around it where I can yeah. look at the situation and I can hold it and I can turn it, but it, yeah. but it's all contained like yeah. within that ball. It It's not gone mm-hmm. and I have the memory, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm much better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. What would you say kind of, as we wrap this mm-hmm. up, like what would you say to people that are, are um, like kind of last words, like what would be your call to people that might be on the fence of like, maybe I should consider this or maybe I should go see one. What, what would be your plea to mm-hmm. them? My plea would be go with your heart. And if your soul is, is longing to have conversation that is open and freeing and allows for exploration and curiosity, seek a director. And uh, it may not be the first person you meet. I did meet with someone and I thought, no, this is not a good fit. And it's okay to say, great, but I'm going to move on and try to find someone else. So keep looking. If you don't find the right person, that doesn't mean that there isn't someone out there who would be a good fit Mm. and sole companion with you. I think it's critical, especially in this day with so many crazy things happening in the world. I think we need soul companions more than ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I just want to say like, it's been, you know, Spending time with you in Columbia was really fun. And, I've, and I just, you know, you, you have that heart of somebody who really is empathetic and cares for people. And I'm so glad that you're doing this because I think it's making a difference. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's obvious in, in hearing you talk that this is something that's of great passion to you. It's And it just seems like a natural fit with your personality. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I'm just doing this because I need a, a way to pay the bills. But <laughs> it just feels like that I'd do this for free because it's what I'm called to do. And I... And I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. I have yeah. loved being well, on your let's... podcast. So thanks for going to the place where a lot of people don't go into spiritual directions. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Like I'm again, the, the whole purpose of the show is, you know, Heath and pursuit mm-hmm. is the the pursuit of going, man, there's so much I don't know. And there's so much beauty and truth found in places that I'm just not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so I should go there and, and it's led us into some really strange places and it's been beautiful and fun. And, uh, and so to, you know, to be able to even take, take on this topic, which is probably more, um, you know, even Christian than some of the shows that I've done. I think this just provides a really good avenue for people that, that maybe not even would relate as Christians, but Mm -hmm. go, I I do, I'm spiritual and I, I need some help seeking and, and to know that there's people out there willing to do that and trained to do that. It's just really, really cool. So I appreciate you coming on to share that. Well, thank you. Again, Karen Bartlett, spiritual director, giving me a lot to think about. Like maybe it's time to actually consult one uh, in my own personal life to help me kind of process where I'm at with faith and life and God and the divine and all that. So I'd encourage you to do the same if you feel like this, uh, this podcast was stirring for you. Go see God. He's waiting to be found. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heath in Pursuit podcast. We look forward to being back with you next week. For more information on the various works of Heath Hollandsby, please visit heathinpursuit.com.